It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everyone and welcome to kilowatt my name is Bodie, and i am your host and i am recording on august 30th 2022 because i've got a lot of stuff planned this week i've already it's only tuesday and i've already done a lot of stuff and i have a lot more that needs to get done so rather than um delay this podcast until possibly next monday (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and record today. It's something I'm trying so that I can get these podcasts out to you on time. However, anything that happens after I record this, I will not be able to add to the podcast. So just, you know, be aware, uh, just in case, you know, the world ends, uh, I will not be reporting on the world ending, FYI. Now, last week, uh, we had a lot of good comments when Steve and Allison were on the show and they talked about their whole home battery setup with their solar and everything. This week, Steve and Allison were going to extend that interview. Uh, I, I cut it just because there wasn't enough time uh, or the show was running long, really is what it was. So I cut out the heat pump section of that interview where Allison and Steve try to describe to me what a heat pump is. And I'll be honest, I'm still not 100% sure what a heat pump is, but it was it was fun to hear them try to explain it to me. And if you want... To add on top of that so that uh, I can continue learning, you can email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. After you listen to what Allison and Steve have have explained, feel free to give me more information because I still don't 100% have it, (laughs) just so you know. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our news here. Aptera, if you don't know what Aptera is, it's this three-wheeled two-seater car covered in solar panels. I love this thing. Aptera, the company, has acquired enough funds to, be, to begin production on their vehicle. Uh, the sounds like the funds will come from grants uh, from the state of California and federal loans. But in either case, they're, they're, they're starting production. So congratulations to the Aptera team. The Genesis GV60... EV is now now available. This is like the fifth time I've tried this. Is now available in California, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and Washington. The GV60 uses Hyundai's eGMP platform, which is the same platform that Ionix uh, Five 
and the Ionic 6 and the EV6Us. With the GV60, it's all-wheel drive standard, comes with 248 miles range, three years of free charging from Electrify America, uh, has Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, starts at $59,985. Now, I saw the GV60, the ICE version of this car, while I was waiting uh, for an appliance store to open up because a refrigerator died. And it parked next to me, and it's actually a very nice-looking car. Now, I didn't ask questions because there was just a lady in there, and I didn't want her to <laughs> didn't want her to think I was weird and creepy. But it's a very nice vehicle, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of these EVs on the road. Genesis is actually Hyundai's, if you didn't know, their high-end brand, um, kind of their luxury brand. And uh, the GV80 which I thought I put this in my notes somewhere. I don't see it anywhere. The GV80, I had a lot to say on this, but since it's not in my notes, they're working on that too. It'll just be a bigger SUV, cost a little bit more money. No idea where I put the notes for that. Moving on. Rivian has started deliveries of their new SUV, the R1S. This will be the first time a non-Rivian employee has taken delivery of the vehicle. I actually thought I saw one of these bad chickens yesterday. Like, I got really excited. My kids are in the car. We were going to martial arts. And uh, I'm driving down the road, and I see what looks like a Rivian. And it looked like it was an SUV. So, I, as I got closer, I realized it was just the R1T, and it wasn't uh, an actual R1S. But in either case, uh, still a good-looking vehicle. just wasn't the one I was hoping for. I can't wait to see these on the road as reservation holders get these in their hands. Congrats to the Rivian team. I think this is really cool. All right, let's go ahead and move into a renewable energy segment. We haven't done renewable energy in a while. I mean, not counting the fact that we did whole home battery backup with Allison and Steve last week. Let's talk about some stuff. Lunar Energy is a new startup in the renewable energy space, and they promise an end-to-end battery solar solution. Their system includes, like I said, rooftop solar and battery. The paired solution will be built from the ground up to work together flawlessly. So it's not like you get panels from this company and you get batteries from this company. It's all coming from the same place. It sounds like Lunar Energy is really banking on consumers. Um, I guess fear isn't the right word, but want to have an all-in-one solution that, so that they feel comfortable. I think anybody that listens to this show is probably comfortable having, you know, solar panels from Sunrun and batteries from Tesla or Panasonic and not being too plussed about it. But for folks like, um, you know, family members of mine, I, I can imagine that some of them would want just some easy, simple solution that all goes through one app and you, you don't have to call multiple problems. Or you don't have to call multiple companies if there's a problem and get bounced back and forth, which I'm sure you've all had that happen before where you have a problem with, you know, let's say you have a problem with the solar and the solar company's blaming the battery company and the battery company's blaming the solar company and you're just you're just kind of stuck in the middle. In this case, it would uh, alleviate a lot of that pain. And it alleviates a lot of legwork. Uh, it's just like this all works together. So I, I think that's what Lunar is baki- banking on. Right now, they're in the beginning stages of production. They just bought a building to start production in Mountain View, I think it was, California. So I'll keep you posted. And as we get more 
information on this company, I'll present it to you. I, I don't actually, I'm not against, I'm all about making my life simple. And if an all-in-one solution makes it simple, I'm, I'm on board with that. Next up, we got some promising battery news to talk about. Research conducted by scientists at, and wait for it, there's a lot of scientists here, Peking University, Yunnan University, Wuhan University of Technology, the University of Louisville in Kentucky, Louisville, University of Waterloo in Canada, Oak Ridge National Lab in Tennessee, and MIT have come up with a promising new battery I think architecture is probably the right word, but I, I want to say chemistry. I don't know. We're going to call it battery architecture. That would be more affordable than lithium ion batteries. And the two main components in this would be aluminum and sulfur. And that would act as the electrode and molten salt, like a low molten salt, the very low melting point would act as the electrolyte to go in between the aluminum and sulfur. Because of the materials used, there's not much risk of fire. And Donald Sadaway, a faculty member at MIT, says the battery cell cost would be about $9 a kilowatt hour. Not 90. I had to read that. I had to reread this multiple times. $9 a kilowatt hour. So in case you don't know, that's extraordinarily cheap because right now Tesla probably has some of the best uh, prices. They're paying some of the best prices per kilowatt hour, and that's around $100, anywhere between south, just south of $100 and $130, depending on which article you read. So if this technology works out, it would be $9 a kilowatt hour. I don't think, I think that's just for the battery cell. I don't think that is the entire battery pack, but it doesn't really matter. Extraordinarily cheap. Now that you've heard that information, you're probably thinking much like I was at the time I was reading this article, article, oh my God, EV prices are going to start coming down if this technology becomes reality. Well, not so fast. I'm going to rain on your parade just a little bit. Aluminum sulfur cells, um, the way that they're configured right now in testing would not work very well for EV transportation. But the thing that they can be used for is for energy storage. So whether that's at your home or in some sort of commercial installation, uh, this is awesome. Like I would really love to have a, a, a more affordable EV to purchase now, you know, that I'm out there looking for EVs and I'm sure all of you would rather have the more affordable EV, but on the other side, I'm, I would also take a cheap home battery. So well, it's a bummer that this technology can't be used in EVs, but if this team of scientists is able to bring this technology, this chemistry, this architecture to market uh, it's going to make home batteries cheaper. It's going to free up lithium ion battery cells that they, that can actually be used in EVs. Uh, no idea as to when this is going to come to market though. I I'm guessing not anytime soon. As with everything we talk about on this show, I will keep my eye out for, uh, additional news as going forward and then we'll revisit it and I'll keep you updated. Well, it's a new month, so I want to thank our Patreon supporters. And this month, we're going to go with our newest to our OG supporters. We're going to start with Matthew, Andrew, Friendly Sleet 66, Joseph Boss, Jermo, Jeffrey, Steve, Neil, Bruce, W, Isaiah, 
Anthony Howard, Jessica Kirsch, Bruce C., Elon Muskie, Rolando, Tommaso, Ryan, Karen, Chip, Chris, Sierra, my Sierra, Dale, Don, Cameron, Nate, Mark, and James. Thank you, everyone who supports this show. I really appreciate it. Um, more than you know, if you want to join them and support the show, we go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. And I will leave the Patreon plug there so we can go ahead and jump into the Tesla news. Tesla launched a rear wheel drive version of the Model Y for the European market, similar to the rear wheel drive version that they have here in the United States. Not much to add that we haven't already discussed. If you live in Europe um, and you're looking for a cheaper Model Y, uh, go to Tesla's page. They'll have all the information there. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same thing that they have here. Here's a little update. Tesla has sent the Don Project a cease and desist letter demanding the videos of a Model 3 running over fake children be removed from YouTube and other places and for the Don Project to stop its attack ads against full self-driving and Tesla. Tesla called the ads defamatory and misleading. Tesla claims that the videos are likely fraudulent and misrepresent the capabilities of full self-driving technology. Dan O'Dowd, the founder of the Don Project, has responded with some fairly immature tweets, which when when any person in power, billionaire, politician, whatever, when, when they act like a child, um, including to Elon, and I, I mention it on this podcast a lot, uh, I find it off-putting. And Dan O'Dowd's comments were, quite frankly, gross for a man in his... 70 like very immature for a person in their 70s i'm not saying you can't be immature in your 70s but in the business public world his responses were just very immature my kids have more maturity than he does so gross gross dan o'dowd gross uh, let's see. Tesla has filed to build a new battery manufacturing line at Fremont. I should say not a battery manufacturing plant, just a line. The, the requested battery line will be built on the second floor of the general assembly area. You know, we keep hearing about Fremont, you know, busting at the seams, yet they still keep figuring out ways to put more stuff into that building. I, I'm not so sure. I mean, maybe, yes, maybe. They don't have a lot of room, but also maybe they have more than enough room. I, I don't know. They just keep cramming things in this location. Like back in model, like when they were building the model three and they had to figure out where they were going to put model Y lines, they didn't think they could put more than one or two in there. So I, I don't know. Maybe they're just very poor at managing the space. And as they get better at it, they find new space to put things. I have no idea. Also, I realized that that factory really wasn't built for what uh, Tesla's doing, even though, you know, they used to build cars there. Tesla's is kind of doing things a little different. So, I mean, good for them, I guess. We keep an eye on it, see if that story turns into something interesting. Elon was interviewed at the 2022 ONS Energy Conference in Norway this week. And as you can imagine, that interview spawned some headlines. So let's go over a few of these. Actually, I'm just going to go over one to save time. 
I did a Google News search for Elon Musk. The first thing that came up is Elon Musk says world still needs oil and gas. There were some other headlines that were very clickbaity, as you can imagine, when he said that we still need oil and gas. I'm not going to read any of those. But this isn't a new statement from Elon. He said in the past that we still need oil and gas and coal energy and and all the natural gas, all this other stuff, because we're not quite ready to go full renewable energy. We're not there yet. But in the context of his statement at this energy conference, he said that um, we need to start, you know, like increase production of oil and gas because of Russia's war against Ukraine. I'm not going to go into a lot of the details, but that caused a oil and gasoline shortage around the world. So I don't think that Elon is saying that we should be you know, drilling new wells, we should just be increasing production because right now where we are at in the world, we need more oil and gas. So that's really, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a big deal. A lot of headlines or a lot of news outlets are making it into something that it's not, it's not something that he hasn't really said in the past, but uh, there you go. Elon also mentioned at this conference that he's focused on a wide release of full self-driving by the end of the year. This is something that we, we, discussed i think it was uh the earnings call or maybe it was the the yearly shareholders me- meeting uh, i would love for that to be the case i i don't know i guess we'll have to see how good 10.69 is compared to what brad and and sierra have now on their tesla because that's really the only way i'm going to be able to see it because i don't have a tesla um and and see if it's ready for wider release or close to it and i will say i don't have any audio from the event there are some people that put the audio up on youtube uh but they cut it up and i would like you know to i want to be the one that cuts it up because i want to make sure i get the the context right for you folks and so you just have to deal with me stumbling through it but the good news is we are all done with our news segment Next up, we are going to hear Steve and Allison Sheridan attempt to explain to me what a heat pump is and how it works. And honestly, I felt like in the moment I had it, but now I don't. I don't have it anymore. So maybe I'll listen to it again and see if I can't catch that glimpse or ride that wave of almost knowledge Instead, I'm just kind of sitting in the shallow end of ignorance, maybe even in the deep end, if I could get my metaphor right here. Steve did have an update um, as we were talking about uh, the heat pump. So I'm going to do my best to read this to you without butchering it. Electric motors require more power and current when they first start up than when they're up to speed and running continuously. Now, last week, We did talk about this because I asked Steve and Allison if they had to put a soft start on their heat pump in order not to overwhelm the battery. That's that's my part. Going back to Steve's. With some added electronics and cost, electric motors can be designed with variable speed to start up slowly and then ramp up to full speed so the peak power and current demand is lower than a motor that attempts to turn on from zero to full speed instantaneously. The compressor and condenser motors in our Dakin heat pump are variable speed so our power walls could handle the heat pump startup without 
requiring any additional external hardware. Allison and Steve wanted to make sure that everybody knew that if you don't have a variable speed motor then and you want to put in like a whole home battery system, then you might want to consider or have a talk with your installer about installing a soft start system on the devices that you have in your home that go from that zero to a hundred and may overwhelm your battery system. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into our interview with Allison and Steve Sheridan on, on heat pumps. I only say this because good God, I wish I could understand how a heat pump really worked. I, I, I don't know why this concept uh, escapes me. It's like programming. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I love programming. When I sit down and I talk to my programmer friends, I feel like I understand it. The moment they disappear from my view, I don't know what they said. And I, I don't know how to apply it to anything. So that's what heat pumps are for me. Anyways, listen to, let's listen to the interview. All right, so we've talked about 
a little bit about solar. We've talked about the battery. We've talked about different uh, devices like Sense and things like that you've had installed. Let's talk about something that has, it's relevant to this conversation, but is a question that I've had for a very long time. Um, and what is, what is a heat pump? Because you guys have a heat pump and I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know what it is. I'm also embarrassed to say that every time I try to research it, I go blind and I just stop. <laughs> Let me let me go first, and then Steve will actually answer your question. Uh, I, I love this question because uh, we were offered the concept of a heat pump when we wanted to put in air conditioning, and Steve and I were both like, what's a heat pump? So we kept trying to read things, trying to figure out how they worked and investigating them, and our son Kyle came over. So Steve's in, I've got a master's in electrical engineering. I've got a master's in mechanical engineering, and Kyle has a, a, a degree in chemical engineering. No masters, but uh, you know it's okay. It's still good. Uh, anyway, my son disappoints me too. It's okay. He's he's, <laughs> he's a, a, a he's a reasonably bright boy, he's, and uh, he's almost ten. Okay, <laughs> I, I met Kyle as a reasonably bright boy, but he, he's a uh, he understands how heat transfer works really well, and understands a lot about water flow and pumps and things like that. So he found a video that we've given to Bodhi that you can watch that. The three of us watched it at least three or four times together before we sat down and tried to explain to each other how it works. So if you feel dumb looking at it, don't feel dumb. The, the, uh, one, two, three, four, five degree engineering degrees between us. It took us four tries to uh, try to get the handle on this. And before we let Steve talk, I will say at the beginning of the video, there's a dog that comes in, a cartoon dog to save the day. And I was like, okay, (laughs) this is going to be really informative. And then. A minute and a half into it, I was like, I don't, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, like, it how starts does it, out real easy and then your head how starts How is it evaporating and then it's coming back to freeze? I don't, this is. Oh, yeah. You got to watch it and you got to rewind. You got to rewatch parts and you got to have Kyle in the room to understand it. Yeah, but you shouldn't have a cart. A cartoon dog indicates you were explaining this to a child. Yeah. I needed it to be explained <laughs> to a child. It was false advertising. And I feel like it was like some sort of like catfish. It was a trick. Yeah. I don't okay, like good it. luck, Steve. <laughs> with that, <laughs> with that intro. So I, to me, the easiest way to think of this is start with an air conditioner. Cause I think most people, at least they don't know exactly how one works, but they get the, they get the idea from heat transfer. So an air conditioner, if you've ever felt one, you'll notice the cool air coming in into the house. But if you've been on the other side of an air conditioner, let's say one that's in the window, you may have felt hot air coming on the outside going out. So that happens with this process that involves a refrigerant, which is can be a liquid or a gas. When you compress that gas down, it gets hot. And then you, you can turn it into a liquid with something called a condenser. And this gas that gets compressed creates heat. And it uh, goes into some pipes. Now, this is on the outside of the house where the heat is being blown away right with a fan that that hot gas comes in to the house and goes through an expansion phase through a valve that causes it to expand the the sheer act of that gas expand it's actually a liquid at this point expanding cr- sucks heat in and makes things cool that's where the actual refrigeration process occurs is the expansion the quick expansion of this highly compressed liquid turning into a gas that um, that's sent through coils on a grid fins, and then a fan blows across those grid fins to send the cool air into the room that you're trying to cool. And then that 
that gas that has been expanded goes back outside, gets compressed, gets turned back into a liquid, and this, and you got the full cycle. So I think of its gas getting it compressed to generate heat, which is expelled, and then turned to liquid and brought in back to the house, expanding. That's the cooling process, and then it goes back outside. So it's a cycle. It's close a closed cycle. That's refrigerant is maintained inside of coils and cable or coils and and tubes. And so, then the whole process goes in reverse to heat the house, correct? So the same system can run forward or backwards, basically. It can heat the house or cool the house, and you're doing it the opposite order of compressing and expanding this this refrigerant. Yeah, so th- that's pretty much true, and you, you do need additional hardware and circuitry. You can't just have a, a, a you know an air conditioner. I guess you could technically turn your air conditioner around, right, and have the heat blowing inside and the air turning outside. It wouldn't work as well as a true heat pump, but it's kind of the same idea. A heat pump then has to optimize that heat transfer both on the outside and the inside of your house to get either hot air coming across those those uh, fins that are blown across to create heat in your home or to get the uh, cold uh, going through and and getting blown off the fin. So the heat pump is essentially uh, an air conditioner that can work in either direction. That is pump heat into your house or pump cold into your house. The thing I did, I never understood about heat pumps was how can you heat your house to a temperature that's hotter than what is outside? So basically you're uh, By applying remember, energy. Right, right. So remember now when you're operating as a heater, uh, and let me let me back up a bit. This is different than uh, a gas heater, which is using, let's say, uh, natural gas and lighting it into a flame, and that's getting that's being used to heat up the fins which are blown across um, and sent into your home. So rather, than, it gets rid of all use of natural gas and it relies exclusively on electricity. So that's one difference of a heat pump compared to regular heaters. It uses electricity to both heat and cool. Only electricity. No other, no oil, no gas, nothing else. Can I put in a, an actual nerdy equation here that I, I, I don't know if, if it'll help or hurt, but when I think about this expansion and contraction, I remember from my heat transfer classes, there's an equation, PV equals NRT. Forget the N and the R because those are constants. So PV is pressure times volume is equal to temperature. So between these three things, if you've got, let's say you've got a cube of, of gas and you squish that down from being, say, a meter by, you know, a meter cubed, you squish it down to half the size. That means you, you decrease the volume by increasing the pressure. The temperature has to go up. If you expand it, the temperature has to go down because it's directly proportional to the pressure times the volume. And what's happening in there when you're compressing it is the molecules are, are bouncing around with a certain level of energy. And when you press them together, they've got to bounce around faster and they generate the, that's where they generate the heat. Okay. And then when you pull them apart, they're just floating around, not banging into each other as much, and they don't make as much heat. So it's that compression and contraction of that, in this case, I'm calling it a cube, but that 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 refrigerant that Steve was talking about. But okay. what's amazing okay. about a heat pump? He might have a question. Okay, maybe. go ahead and ask Actually, I don't have a question, but I, one of the things like with uh, firefighting is you have to fill up air bottles. And we know that when we put air in, we're compressing the, the air into the bottle, 
Um, and that makes the that makes the bottle heat up. Yep. And when you just let it free flow, that makes the bottle cool. And we know why that is. I never thought of applying that to an air conditioner. Okay. And that's how it works. So Pretty much the same what's principle. what's most important to the audience now that we've gotten down the nerdy path yeah, of so. how they work is what went into our house when we had a heat pump put in. So we had a traditional furnace with a with a with gas, gas heating it up and running through pipes in our house that's what we had in, and we had that pulled out and we now have a really cool closet where we can put christmas ornaments so that was my favorite part of the thing <laughs> but that caused a box on the outside and a box in the attic and why don't you explain what those two things are steve yeah but they so the the box on the outside has a fan and a condenser and compressor, which does this job of of either it actually does both job both ends kind of do both jobs to some extent. But the box on the outside has a big fan. You've seen them on air conditioners, um, which can compress or expand the the uh, liquid and gas and create the heat transfer, whether it be hot air coming out of that box for cold inside or cold air coming out of the box for hot inside. And that's, that's called, they call that the heat pump, but it's, it, it's a compressor condenser device. And then in the attic, it has some degree of expansion, compressor condenser, but it, its main function is to transfer the heat that, or coolness that is, that is sent through these grid fins, transfer that into our piping system which is vented throughout the house and there's a big old fan and that that unit is called an air handler. So we have an air handler and the heat pump outside air handler in the attic. Those are the two main components. I want to give a, a plug here for the smart home. Steve and I are, are excessive at the whole smart home thing where, where one of my goals is to make sure that we have at least one of every single separate vendor so that you have as many apps as possible. And it's, and you're constantly going, wait a minute, this outlet, which, which app is that? Uh, but we had a kind of a success story of this massive number of smart devices when we were in Iceland. So the, the, uh, air handler upstairs has a giant, uh, drip pan under it that would you say it is like four by eight feet, Steve? Yeah. And, and a couple of inches thick and it's this drip pan in case there's a leak. And, um, there's a there's a sensor in it, but it's it's after that pan fills to an inch deep. Well, four by eight feet, an inch deep is a lot of water. By the time that's happened, you're probably in big trouble. You probably have a large problem going on. So uh, I had bought Steve a couple of um, uh, water leak sensors from Ring, and we have a Ring alarm system and and uh, and Ring doorbells and Ring cameras and all that. And so uh, he put one of them in that drip pan. So here we are floating on a, on a boat out in the, right next to the Arctic Circle in Iceland. And we get an alert from the, from the ring system. We got several different alerts. Like we got emails and we got alert in the app telling us that this ring sensor had noted that there was, there was a leak. Well, we're not in a position to go fix that problem. And we had somebody watching our cats, but he wasn't capable of, you know, text messaging over, you know, 20 kilobit per second internet from the Arctic Circle was not going to be a, a recipe for success to tell him how to go up and see, is there really a leak? But because we have a smart thermostat, we were able to, uh, we were able to monitor. Well, the first thing I did was I checked the, uh, outside temperature 
to see what it what what the what the weather was like at our house. And I did that with our our smart weather station. So I looked and it was like 75 degrees. I said, "Okay, the cats are probably okay." Then I looked at the temperature inside the house. It was like 74 degrees. The cats are fine. So I turned off the air conditioning from the Arctic Circle. And and having that loop of all those different devices I could check really gave me some comfort that we could just shut it off until we got home and keep it, keep monitoring it to make sure the cats weren't like little bubbling piles of melted f- fur when we got back. And and we think it was probably a false alarm, but it still felt good knowing we could control everything. Did Do you have a, a drain off of that? Because I know that they'll drain down the outside of the house, but in the pans themselves – that you're not really supposed to get in that particular pan. You're not really supposed to get a, a lot of water. It's supposed to already be draining through a different, a different place. That, yes. That, that pan is just in case of emergencies, right? So correct. Was there water up there when you got home? There was no water in the pan. There was residue of water, but I think that was from before this event when they initially installed. And so I cleaned it up. And since then we haven't seen any residue. So I think it was a false alarm. But there, there is a drain to the outside, right? Steve? Yeah, separate, separate from the uh, pan drain. So from my, it's my a condensation house, line drain. We, yeah, we don't have that in our new house, but in our old house, the guys like if it's coming out of the bottom uh, drain, you're fine. If it starts coming out of the top drain, you need to call us immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but my old house, because it's you know old, it only has one drain. So, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um. All right. Anything else that you think people who are looking into this kind of thing should know? Like, how do you research this? You know, how how do you understand it or who do you go to understand it? I would there's one recommendation I would make. And I I don't know what areas of the country this covers, but we went through a service called EnergySage.com. And it was. Yeah, it's an it's it's a broker for companies that do solar and or battery installation, and and it's free, and they, I they probably make their money from the installers, but to the consumer, totally free, and you can get bids online, five or six quotes from various companies in your area who will install these systems for you, and th- and then you're free to go work with them individually. You have no no connection back to Energy Sage. They're just a way to get in and start to see what companies are available to you. And and that worked great for us. And I think it would work just as well for batteries, although we already had a provider at that point. EnergySage.com. And I think our son did, uh, found one in, uh, in Texas. A, right. a different company than Energy Sage, but a broker. And it, it's just kind of nice because you got, like, you don't know where to start. And Steve did a lot of work to choose the company um, he, uh, looked up all five companies, of the Better Business Bureau, noted the rating, looked at how long they've been in business, what kind of warranties they have. And so he narrowed it down to two or three and then had them all come out and do the original bid on the solar panels. But once we'd chosen them, then we went with them for the batteries. So I would recommend, uh, using a, a service like that and talking to people who have worked with these installers to get, um, recommendations.
All right, everyone, that is it for our show this week. I want to thank Allison and Steve yet again. I'm going to put their links in the show notes, but I highly encourage you to go to podfeet.com because everything good begins with podfeet.com. Also, Steve has a YouTube channel. I'll put his link in the show notes. But anyway, I want to thank you all for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you have a wonderful week. And hopefully next week, fingers crossed, we'll be back on a normal schedule where I can record closer to the actual (laughs) release date and not three days away from the release date. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.